Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Take Control Podcast. I'm Darielle. And I'm Brandy. It's Kim. Anyways, ladies, how have you been? <laughs> Same old life, life and life in. Yeah. I'm good, but I'm a little stressed out because I don't know if I said this on the show. Maybe I did. I think I'm premenopausal. And so my face has been breaking out. Mm. And I've never had problems with my, my face. I've never had breakouts as a teenager, nothing like that. Now it's like all down here. That's and my hormonal. esthetician said, yeah, she said when it's down below your nose, it's hormonal. Yep. Some other things like I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you all. Man. I hear you. What'd you say? Hot flashes. Hot flashes. Yes, yeah. hot flashes. Then the other day I was in a car and I pulled a visor down to put my lip gloss on. And there was a hair. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, that's my that's my wig. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not. And so I literally pulled it out. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where? On my chin. Oh, I get two random chin hairs. Me too. Yeah, like my but they're always thicker than like like some people have finer hair on their face. Like I have finer hair, but these are always thicker. And my mom and my grandma got them, so I know like it's I'm it was I'm only 34, y'all. Like, Brandy, I've had my little pieces of hair for some years. Okay. I have never, and it was like I literally pulled it and I'm like, I text my friend, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, Did you go to the is, doctor yet? Yes, but I went <clears throat> last month and she was like, because my, my periods was having, I was having like multiple periods in a month. And she was like, well, you have your annual in August. She was like, if it doesn't get better by August, we'll run some additional testing. We might be, we'll maybe introduce something in addition to your birth control to get mm. your hormones under control. But I'm just like. It's uh, not from your birth control? Did I you mean, switch? No, I've had it since 2012, like getting it replaced every mm-hmm. three years. Mm. I don't know. Because uh, to Dario's point, like I was the same way. I've never had bad skin, never had breakouts. Like if I did, it was one tiny one the size of like a gnat because I had a period. And when I got on a birth control and I was only on it for a year and a half, I've been off of birth control for like six or seven years. When I tell you a year and a half ruined my skin for the rest of my life because it's hormonal stuff yeah i was breaking out i'm not kidding probably 16 pimples a cheek and it was like like dry like cystic raw like acne from your birth control yes maybe and i was only on it for a year and a half having some weird reaction to it maybe i don't know but it's my weird. sister did and she had the same one that you did the arm implant mm-hmm. she had to get it taken out yeah because that's why i'm not mm-hmm. on it i can't do it like i really can't do it the like it jacked up my skin from only a year and a half, maybe even a year of being Did on she it. She had to do, um, she did get something else, but I can't remember what it is. She had to get the peel and so, like she got to be on like two different ones. Did you yeah. get something else? No, I just didn't get back on it. I went to the dermatologist like a year after my breakouts and I take pills for that for my skin just to mm-hmm. keep my skin down and keep my skin not inflamed. But I haven't been on it in six or seven years, and my acne still has not calmed down from a year. I know a, a while ago I was considering getting my birth control out. And I want to. I, I don't remember why I didn't, because I think it was after my breakup, or maybe before I even got in a relationship. But I was considering taking it out and just let my body just 
take yeah. a break because I've been on birth control for a very long time now. Um, yeah, I might, I might get it. Out yeah, just August. I would, I would talk to her about it and see like and have her be real with you or look it up yourself, like what the side effects from your particular one was. I was on something called um, Trinessa, and again, that was for about a year. And I was on it in like my adulthood because that's when I was having sex and I was only on it for about a year and then got off it. They thought everything was cool because they say it takes a year to get out of your system. No, like my shit has been wrecked for that long. So I would wow. talk to her about it and just or do your own research. Some of you know that's not going to lie to you and ask yeah. like, how common is this? What are the side effects? Can it show up this much later, even though I'm on the same one, but different rod? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I really thought I mean, I still think I'm pretty minimal, so, but yeah. But I mean, other than that, worth life, looking into. Yes, yeah, I say life is fine. Yeah, good. Well, um, life has been good, but the last week and a half, the devil has been trying. He really has. But I did. Yeah, I've been spiraling a lot and like having to self evaluate a lot. Um, but I did get a prophetic word yesterday in church. I was minding my freaking business because I don't go to the front often for prayer, but sometimes I do. And I was writing down something that the pastor had said. And this lady like beelined me because I stand next to my aunt who's part of the um, congregation. And she like beelined me and like pointed me out and was like, come here. And I was like, oh my God, what? And I walked up to her and she just told me like what God spoke on her heart about me and over me. So it made me feel good because I felt myself giving up on a certain prayer mm-hmm. and certain things that I want in my life and future. And I just kind of got God's confirmation to like continue pushing on. So that felt good after the week of hell I've had. Um, so today I've been spending trying not to spiral as well. <laughs> but the one person I talked to about everything, she I texted her at like 8 a.m. and she didn't get back to me till like 6. And she usually is always on mm-hmm. cue, but she's been having a hard time too. So life is just <laughs> smacking everybody. Speaking of church, I need to listen to the service that I missed Sunday. Mm, yeah, I was in a uh, kids church, so I ain't get to. Cause it was a continuance from last week, right? Yeah, the series for this month is. Um, last week was so good. Fear over my obstacles. Yeah. So like the acronym FOMO, but it's fear over. Mm-hmm. Last month was freedom over my oppression, and then this month is freedom over my obstacles. Okay. Yeah. We've got a two-part, too, but it's kind of similar to that, but not. Yeah, it was a great word, and I'm going to bring that up during our topic. So before I jump in, make sure you follow us on social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Twitter is Take Control Pod. And you can email us at TakeControlPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so I wanted to start the show off with something positive, because I always come across these posts that say things that you need to hear today. So I'm just going to read a few. The first one says, I'm proud of you for not giving up on yourself. I'm so glad you made it this far. Small steps every day will add up. Your ideas matter. Your dreams deserve to be realized. Your talent is undeniable. Your creation deserves to be seen. Think, plan, execute. And the other one says, forgive yourself again and again and again and again and again, which leads me into my topic for the day is forgiveness. So I want to talk about forgiving like other people, but also yourself, because I feel like we don't talk about forgiving ourselves enough. Um, 
I don't really remember what sparked this conversation. I think I was just kind of processing some things I was going through. And sometimes I tend to get really down on myself because I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I accept this? Why did I forgive this person? Blah, 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 blah. And I realized that I had to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just forgive myself from mistakes that I've made. Um, and I've also been praying to God a lot about how, like, I'll ask for something and he'll show me or give it to me. And then I don't do with it what I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I've been praying about that a lot, too. So um, first, I want to ask, do you guys think that forgiveness is like. Earned or is it just given? Um, If we're being deep about this and being spiritual about this forgiveness is given it's not earned mm-hmm. um you know the bible tells us that jesus died for our sins knowing all of the things that we would do um as humans and he still chose to um sacrifice himself mm-hmm. so if we're looking at it that way it's, it's definitely freely given um and not earned um, or something that has to be worked towards um, in a spiritual aspect. Now, my flesh, on the other hand, um, <clears throat> wants to say that it should be earned. But when you think about it, for me, um, holding on to anger, and it's not to say you're not validated in how you feel, but holding on to anger and holding on to what someone has done to me doesn't do anything but eat away at me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if that that other person who I feel like wronged me, they may not even care. Or maybe they're up at night because of it. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's true. I think it is true when people say forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't want to walk around with a spirit of bitterness or hatred um, or hurting people because I've been hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, like I said, my flesh wants to say it should be earned, but it, it's given. It's given. Yeah. I agree with Brandy. Um, and I think mine is also from a spiritual standpoint. Um, and I mean, pretty much everything that you said is, is what I've learned over the last three and a half years of being like being in therapy is like forgiveness is, is for yourself. Like, and when I started therapy, I recognized that early on. Um, but to Darielle's point, I, it's a lot easier for me to forgive other people than it is myself. Because mm-hmm. once I forgive somebody and they jack me up, I don't forgive myself for forgiving them and then they jack me up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I that was actually one of the <laughs> words yesterday that God spoke over me is like, your past is your past. It doesn't matter. It doesn't define who you are today. Let it go. Let it be. Live your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can see myself trying to repeat a lot of my past patterns. Um and letting how I was quote unquote abused in the past, like get to me today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's, it's definitely given, but again, to Darielle's point, I need to do way better at treating myself how I treat others. And, and I need to come first in a selfishly healthy way and, and repeat it back to me. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of both or maybe even situational because Mm -hmm. like, yes, at the end of the day, like you 
you should forgive other people, like you guys said, like just from a spiritual standpoint and for yourself. But at the same time, it's like if I'm forgiving somebody that has wronged me and maybe, you know, I'm allowing them back in my life, then you I wouldn't say you have to earn my. Well, yes, you have to earn my forgiveness, but also my trust. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it just goes hand in hand, like. um, But. I don't know, because it's just like. It's hard. It's really hard because for me, I feel like the hard part is like me saying I forgive somebody like at the end of the day, it still bothers me. Mm -hmm. Um, Or sometimes like I may kind of forget about it and then something might trigger me to think about the situation. And that always makes me question like, well, did I really forgive him? Now, I think. I, I think forgiveness and restitution go hand in hand now. It all can be forgiven, but there's still work that comes with right. forgiveness. Because like you said, if we're talking about relational things, and I don't mean relation like romantic, but just relational things, family, friends, whatever the case may be. When someone has wronged you, there's still some work that has to be done to either repair that bond, start fresh, and just build things in a new light of what they, you know, what they could possibly be. Maybe not what they once were, but something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um. So I think restitution is a real thing. I do think if you wrong somebody, you should try to make it right. Yeah. And I do think that, um, I guess restitution and forgiveness are two sides of the same coin. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I feel that. It's the same thing where they say just because you forgive, you don't have to forget what happened. Mm-hmm. But right. the point of that forgiveness is for your core to be like, Okay, I've wiped my slate clean. But like you said, if if you're not thinking to yourself like, okay, I'm verbally saying I forgive this person, but what if in my core I don't? And in your core you don't, then it's going to set you back and you don't realize till like you just said, those triggering moments come up yeah. and you're like, whoa, okay, I, I said it. I don't want to jump ahead because I feel like you might have it on your topic, but I was, I was going to say something else to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have like a specific, it's like all over the place. It's open conversation. What I was going to say was, um, use cheating as an example, right? Two people in a relationship and somebody cheats. Trust is broken. The relationship is broken or whatever the case may be. And then two people decide that they want to work it out through Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think the person who cheated has work to do and the person that was cheated on also has work to do. Mm -hmm. So the triggers are going to happen. Triggers are never going to stop, right? Mm -hmm. But that's when it's time for you to check in with yourself and say, hey, is this person doing what, you know, everything that they could possibly do to make me feel comfortable? Is this me in my own head? Or is this something that, you know, really needs to be looked at? Am I tripping? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I don't think that we do enough of that kind of work with ourselves to be like, okay, why am I triggered? Is this a me thing or is this a them thing? That's why Mm -hmm. for me, I always say in a relationship, not a marriage, cheating is a deal breaker for me because I don't think I could work past my own things to get back, get things back how they need to be with somebody Mm -hmm. because I'm going to question everything. So I think, you know, like I said, the triggers is going to come, but you got to be able to have that internal dialogue with yourself and say, hey, like, I agree with that because I've been there and this is why I like, I know that I've said before that cheating is not a deal breaker, but now I think I'm an advocate for it being a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said before that it wasn't because I've taken people back, but then it's like now that I'm older, I realize like how much damage it does and how much like, I already have trust issues in general. Like Mm -hmm. just meeting somebody, I 
automatically have my guard up. Mm-hmm. So for me to let my guard down with somebody and be vulnerable and open up to you and you do some shit like that, um, it just, it kind of just fucks the relationship up going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like really now like an advocate for not even accepting that shit because it's like doing the work to get through that is hard. Like it's mm-hmm. so hard. And I just, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> it is I mean, fucking hard. <laughs> I, I dealt with that shit once in like 2017 and tried to work through it multiple times. Never again. Cause yeah. like she said, it's hard as fuck. And like, you you try to forgive that person and you try to trust mm-hmm. that person. Things that go well for a little bit and you feel good. Yeah. But then the trigger arises, like you said. Yeah, because if you on your phone a little too long, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you type what the hell is that? that? You're smiling yeah. at the screen, like I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And for me, it just I feel like it looks a little different in a marriage because you know people they gain things in a marriage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a relationship, yeah, we might be emotionally tied to each other, but yeah we don't got nothing yeah especially we ain't got no kid none of that bad (laughs) it's cool (laughs) yeah i have a a friend that actually um dealt with that in her marriage and they worked through it and i've always respected her for it and she was scared to talk about it because she just didn't want judgment and i kept telling her like do you realize that everybody around you is not married like who are they to judge your marriage and decide for you and your marriage if that's appropriate or something you can work through that's nobody's fucking business like Mm -hmm. yeah and i think she had a hard time like keeping outsiders opinions out of it and i'm like it's honestly nobody's opinion that that even or business that that even happened mm-hmm. right but i always respected her for for doing it and, and working through it because i don't know if i can but i don't know until i'm married like you yeah. said it depends on how much we built what we have like right. if we a year in you probably kick rocks i'm just saying <laughs> but like they have a whole family and everything i'm like i'm not fucking mad at that like it's if y'all can work through it y'all can work through it and y'all have god at your center and your core yeah. then do so yeah I'm all for working on things, um, you know, no matter what it is, if as long as both parties are putting in the work, mm-hmm. it has to be a mutual thing. Like if you just doing it by yourself or you don't only want trying, it's just it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I'm going to play this clip from Kiki Palmer about forgiveness. Uh, a lot of people don't want to admit that. Now, I'm not saying you need to be forgiven for something major. You got to be able to set your boundary lines. I feel like I have learned throughout my life because I've cut a lot of people off. I'm one of those people that's like, you did me wrong? You've hurt me? We're done. Number change, you're blocked. Yeah. And I've learned that that's not right. I've lost a lot of people or I have just found myself very alone because it's like, well, girl, every somebody going to hurt you once or twice, like mm-hmm. including your mama and your daddy and your family members like you're gonna be hurt by people because people are not perfect so if somebody i love has hurt me in a major way and i feel as if we can move past it they have owned their fault they have been honest with me why they did it and and then we can move forward then yes i will forgive them okay kikiana mm-hmm. i love her as a mom i like her She's in general funny. so do you guys agree with what she said mm-hmm. yeah i 100 agree with what she said um I think I think it's hard, like you said, though, because I know for me, um, me, I, me and my friend laugh about this all the time. When I feel like somebody has hurt me, I want blood. Like I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. and I, I get it from my dad. It's so crazy. <clears throat> I told him like the worst things, my worst qualities come from you. But like I really want 
blood. Like I be thinking about some irrational things to do <laughs> when somebody hurts me and mm-hmm. I have no conscience about it. So that's why I'm like, I have to check in with myself and be like, no, you can't be that person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I want to get you back 10 times worse than what you did <laughs> me because now my feelings is hurt. Now you playing in my face kind of yeah. thing. And so it is hard because I feel like we always see what someone has done to us, but we fail to realize what we have done to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, and I've talked about this on the show, like I have two very personal relationships that um, one no longer exists, you know what I mean? And it's like, people don't realize like in friendships, relationships, family, all of that, we suffer one another. It ain't you just doing something to me or me doing something to you. When you put in time with somebody there's things where it's like I've literally suffered through what who you are in this point in your life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or you've suffered who I am in this point in my life. Um, and I don't think we realize that. I think that's the hard part because we always feel justified, you know, in how we treat somebody but or how somebody treats us as to why we're not speaking or whatever the case may be. But again, we never really look internally and be like, that was fucked up. Yeah. So. I hate that because especially when like someone does something and then you may not react the right way and then all they want to do was point out how you reacted to what they did mm-hmm. and it's just like where's the accountability like yeah. i can still no matter how i felt i still have a choice in how i react yeah right so i can own up to that but like accountability goes both ways because i didn't just react like this out the blue out of nowhere yeah Accountability is a hard thing. It really is. It's a really, really hard thing. I think for all of us to really like take a dose of. See, and I feel the opposite. I feel like it is so, I don't understand why it's hard for people to speak out loud or recognize what they did to hurt hurt someone else. I, I, that blows my mind. Like, and I'm thinking about all the childhood bullshit I went through with like my closest friends. And I always got called a bitch and an asshole and rude and mean because I would always be like, here's my accountability. I'm sorry I said it that way. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And then it would either get dismissed or or it what didn't matter. Or like you said, I'd be called out for all the things I did wrong. And I'm like, um, I just held my accountability because I thought it was going to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I guess I don't understand why that is hard for me to come to you and go, Hey, like, I'm sorry. I I didn't understand that I hurt you in that way when I said that it was supposed to be a joke or I didn't or I didn't realize that the the lingo that came out of me or the tone. I apologize. And they're just like, yeah, I bet. I'm like, (laughs) what what the fuck? Like, I thought you was going to come back and be like, yeah, I do have a tendency to like take things personal. So that's why I asked. So I could just, you know, see where you were at. I appreciate those conversations so much because then y'all can dig deep. And like when y'all have those deep, hard conversations, it makes y'all closer Mm -hmm. and to me, I don't understand why accountability is hard for people. I don't. I do not understand that. Some people literally are crazy and um, <laughs> they don't realize <laughs> what they do and they don't look within. And Or or do you think that they do and they don't care? I, it could be both. Now, see, I, I have, a, I have a, um, a counter to what you said. Because you said... You go into a, a situation and you say, hey, I apologize if I came off this way. I didn't mean it this way, blah, 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 with the full expectation that someone would be like, oh, I do overreact sometimes, right? So for me, I'm not saying that this is what it is, but I would ask you, is it genuine? 
right? What, theirs or? No, yours. Because in my mind, and I don't always act this out in real life, but in my mind, if I'm coming to you to say that I'm wrong about whatever I did, how you respond to that has nothing to do with me taking ownership of if I'm if I mistreated you mm-hmm. in any kind of way. And I'm I'm learning that now that like I can have this whole scenario in my mind of how I think a conversation should go because I've chosen to be vulnerable or I've chosen to take accountability over something that I did to someone else, never fully realizing like this person has a choice. Mm-hmm. And whatever, regardless of what I say, they can choose to say, okay, I accept your apology, but this friendship is over or this mm-hmm. relationship is over. Or no, I don't accept your apology. I don't think you mean it, whatever the case may be. But it's on me to still say, hey, I did my part. Okay. So and I meant what yeah. I, I think she's apologizing as the person that reacted to being hurt. Right? Yeah. Because basically, so to answer that is like, I guess I need to reword it because- you're right. I can't control if somebody accepts that apology or has some type of accountability behind it. Mm. But for me in my life, I cannot have people around me that cannot, if I'm coming to you and apologizing, like you express something to me that I did to hurt you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I apologize and I hold myself accountable. And you look at me kind of what Darielle said earlier and you look at me and you're like, yeah, I fucking know you better apologize. Like you're fucked up. I'd well, be I like, think that's different. I don't think somebody needs to beat you yeah, down. But, that, but, that, but that's yeah, what I'm talking about. That's like, what it's been. If it was somebody looking at me being like, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I'd be like, okay, that's you have a, accountable in the conversation yeah. of being like, I acknowledge what you said. I heard what you said. That's what I'm talking about. But somebody that will be like, okay, well, I heard you was doing so-and-so. Still trying to hold it over mm-hmm. you. And I'm like- that's what I can't get down Got with. you. So that's a little bit of a difference there because I agree with you. I can't control somebody's reaction. But if you're going to play that game of like, oh, we're going to do tit for tat because you, you, you're you apologizing for how you made you feel or whatever. Now I got to tell you, you know, well, you should feel that way because remember when you did it, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. No, 100. Yeah. Yeah. Like I still, I'm still accountable, but like, I'm going to go tell <laughs> Daryl and Brandy instead of you, since it's going to be you telling me all the things I did for the last mm-hmm. 15 years as your friend. For sure. I'm not. Get somebody else to do it. Fuck. <laughs> so I can totally, yeah, I totally understand that one. So, okay. When we were at church last week, he said something that stuck with me because we all talk a lot about like giving grace to other people. Give yourself grace, blah, 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 blah. And he says... Stop giving people the benefit of the doubt and calling it grace. And I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, and it made me think, like, even for myself, like, am I giving myself grace or, for, or am I giving myself excuses? excuses. Mm. And it really, I've literally just been sitting with that because I know that sometimes, like, I'll sit with myself if, like, say I did forgive somebody or I believe what somebody said. And then I'm just like, sometimes I realize, like, I'm giving them excuses. Like, for example, like, oh, that's how they were raised or, oh, they don't know any better. Or, oh, they don't. But it's just like, it's not. It, it's still on them to do the work. Right. It's still on them to see what they're doing wrong or how they react and all this different stuff. So it's like, I can't keep giving them all these excuses and just calling it, oh, I'm giving them grace because they don't know any better. So I'm going to let them learn. And they keep doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over to wrong me. And I keep giving them excuses. Same with myself. Yeah. I say I'm going to work towards something or... I complain, like, oh, my body. I don't like my body. I'm not happy with my body, but I'm not consistent in the gym. But I'm like, it's okay. Give yourself grace because if you're tired, you're just tired. Like, no, at what point are you going to get up and try? Like, yeah. even if it's mm-hmm. five minutes, 10 minutes, like, 
Yeah. Worst than ever. <laughs> it reminds me, and I think I said this on the show show before. You can't love somebody into loving you. Mm. You can't extend grace to somebody in order for them to love you or to reciprocate anything to you, right? And I think um, with him saying that last week, it, it's a reminder for us to check in with people's character. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can extend grace to you, but the pattern and the behavior here has been consistent. You've never changed who you were. Mm-hmm. I've just decided to continue to give grace or excuses, whatever you want to call it. And like you said, at some point, you got to say, hey, this this doesn't work for me. Same with, your, same with myself. You know what I mean? Same with yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't keep, like you said, oh, I'm tired. Or, okay. At what point are you going to make it a point? To take care of you, you out here mm-hmm. running around taking care of everybody else and doing everything for everybody else, but you won't give yourself thirty minutes out of twenty four hours a day to go work out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I give. I think I give people excuses over grace, and I've always known they were excuses. Like mm-hmm. I've always known it wasn't grace because mm-hmm. I have a pretty good understanding and idea That's of what good. grace is, but I have always. It's always been fucking excuses for people. Well, they're just busy, you know. They're just they're just busy. It's fine. Or we, like you said, that's just how they are. Like you gotta understand, like their childhood. Like their mm-hmm. mom was not nice. Their mom didn't like, you know. And it Loki would fuck me up because it's like, aren't you making a change in your life over the last three and a half years? Why can't that person make a change? Whatever it looks like for them. Yeah. Right. And like you said, it's about them. Speaking about accountability again, it's about them taking control over their own lives and having that accountability and be like, damn, like I might be like fucked up to my friends and family and not even realize it because I'm not taking care of me. Mm-hmm. That's what jump started my journey is like I and my boss said this to me the other day, like I should be in therapy to like help myself, which of course I am. But a big reason I started it, I was I was like, I want to know how the way I was raised, how it affects me and what I output to my friends and family. I want to know if I'm giving them the best version. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that forces you to show up for yourself regardless, but I would give people a lot of excuses as if I wasn't on a journey myself. But then the excuse would be, they don't have to do that. That's, that's my business, my life. That, That doesn't mean they have to. And I'm at the point now where it's like, if, if my friend's family, future partner is not working on themselves I can't like and it doesn't have to be this overly dramatic like every day they do yoga (laughs) and then they go read in the park for half an hour and then they go to bible study for four hours and then they go to therapy after like it doesn't have to be that but if I don't see some type of like you give a fuck about yourself Mm -hmm. I I can't get down with it like Cause then it just shows, and I can speak to this personally of who I was beforehand. It shows the lack of effort. If you have lack of effort for yourself, you're gonna have lack of effort in your relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tell my sister that all the time. Yeah, like you can't expect somebody who doesn't care about themselves to to care care about about you. you. Mm. And you, you almost can't wrap your mind around that because someone like me typically does care for others before myself, which Mm -hmm. is a backwards fucking theology. Yeah, like. I always tell people, which again, it's backwards to, I always give the best advice, but cannot practice it. (laughs) You cannot give your best if you're not at your best. And you still try and you try and you try and you try and you try to reach out and do this and do that and do this and do that. And then you end up diminishing and go, why? Look at everybody you just poured into for the last two and a half weeks. Right. Where the fuck were you at? I wonder what that is. And I, I haven't gone to therapy to figure it out, but like, 
what is it about people that we want to be like the hero yeah. in everybody's Like story? the fixer and the healer yeah. and like, what about you? Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, you know what concept I can't get down with and maybe y'all can shed light on this? I always hear people talking about like the inner child and healing the inner child and I can't, and this, I don't know if this is sad or like I just am not there yet, but I can't picture that that little like six-year-old that I'm protecting when I'm doing better today. Does that make sense? Like people are like, I did better today because that little girl deserved more. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I a grown this, woman. Like, it never, the inner child thing, like, oh, I'm healing my inner child. Like, I that's don't get it. Brady. It doesn't resonate with me. me I don't either. know if my mind just can't understand the concept of it or like we've talked about it before. Maybe I've just blocked out so much, yeah. but like I really don't recall my child. Like there's there's some things, yes, that I can absolutely pinpoint that I would say was traumatic and, you know, maybe shaped how I see men or how I form relationships with women yeah. and different mm-hmm. things like that. But I would say... At about 90% of my childhood was a good childhood. Like I... I feel like I had the childhood that a lot of kids would love to have. Um, Even though we didn't have a lot. I feel like a lot of my trauma came from probably from 18 to 25. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that figuring it out stage of life as an adult, thinking you know everything and falling in love and all that. that I feel like that's that's where my trauma came from. Yeah. See, mine's definitely childhood, and that's, I don't know if... Mine's both. With you having that, yeah, I guess mine is both. With you having that different perspective, because childhood really shapes Mm -hmm. a lot of how you deal with relationships and stuff. Like, I can't do lack of consistency or security, because I didn't have that as a child. Mm -hmm. My childhood was not consistent, it wasn't secure, it was all over the place. But you're basically, it's, I don't get the inner child statement either, because if you if you're still dealing with it, that shit carries on. So you're right. just killing yourself in general. So as an adult. Like child. Yeah. Like, I don't get I it. Do, I do get it when they say like, you know, let's say, you know, sake of argument, maybe I was six years old and something happened or somebody did something to me. Mm-hmm. My brain can conceive the idea of like time stopped for me at six years old. Right. And I didn't move forward mentally <clears throat> in an area or whatever the case may be. Like, I think they said that about Art Kelly. Like, time stopped from him for him when he was like, 13 and was getting raped by his sister right and so he doesn't see beyond 13 years old even though he's a fully a grown man yeah so that i can get but like when we when they start talking about the inner child and i, I, you I can't me. even pinpoint when that would have been for me like, yeah i really can't half of my childhood is, is a blur 90 yeah, percent of it is a blur me too i was gonna say there's two things i was gonna say after some things Kim was saying. One, I was going to say, I saw this video on TikTok and this girl is basically saying how like now when she gets up in the morning, she does not pour into others until she pours into herself first. So she feels whole. She feels like she's in a good space to deal with other people than she will. If not, she's not doing it. And mm. I thought that was a good point because I know sometimes like I keep my phone on do not disturb all day because I know if I'm having a moment or a day where I don't feel like talking to anybody, I don't want to hear my phone ringing. I don't want you blowing me up. I don't want you texting me like none of that. And I'm like when I as soon as I wake up and somebody's hit me up, asking me for a favor, like, damn, can I brush my teeth first? Like, can I pray first? Can I do what I need to do first before you asking me to do all this stuff? But because I am who I am, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm at home like, I'm so drained. I'm so irritated. I'm so out of whack because I did not take care of myself. So that's something I'm going to start doing. Yeah. That's a really great point. Um, 
And then the second thing I was going to say is basically like, I need to stop meeting people where they are when they're in like not a good space. Yeah. Like I always think I'm giving people grace or I'm being understanding because I'm like, sometimes I feel like I cling on to people who are like the old me. Mm -hmm. And because I know I've overcome all this stuff, I'm like, oh, well, I can help them. See? And healer fixer. I hate that. I, it's like a gift and a curse. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll cling on to these people and I'll hold them dearly to me because I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to be your savior. Nobody saved me. So I'm going to save you. And I'm just like, I need to stop doing that. Like, I'm yeah. not meeting you in your shit no more. Like, figure it out. Like, you got to figure it out and then come holler at me. Like, yeah. it's going to drain you. <laughs> like, you just, you just admitted it before saying that. Like, you sit at home and wonder why you're drained and why you're all these things, but it's because you're constantly pouring into like others. I, a few weeks ago, I had put my phone on do not disturb because I had some work I needed to get done. Like I really needed to focus that day. And I'm not one who puts my phone on do not disturb. And I realized like how peaceful it was. Mm. It actually kept me from picking up my phone and scrolling. Yeah, mm -hmm. Like I was so laser focused on getting my day knocked out that I wasn't really thinking about my phone. Yeah. And my friend was like, are you okay? Because you was on do not disturb. I didn't know if you were like, you know, dealing with grief or anything like that. And I was just like, no, I just needed to get some yeah. work done. So I really think I'm going to start putting that into practice even more. And if it means like, like you said, taking care of yourself first before anybody else, mm -hmm. waking up a little bit early just to kind of like mm -hmm. meditate or just think on some things and then get my day started. Because there's some mornings where I, I get up, but I don't get out of the bed and I will literally take deep breaths and just kind of mm -hmm. like breathe and talk to myself and say, okay, you're going to do this today. You're going to do that today. And I can notice the shift in like my attitude and just kind of how yeah. my day goes. So I think I'm going to put that into practice. Now, one thing I did do, to Dario's point, I started checking motherfuckers about calling me, asking me for something good. before you even say good morning. Like, I literally just had to tell somebody, like, look, it really bothers me when you call me about something without asking me how I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Before I like cuss you out, so please just like be work more aware. On it. Just try I have to, work to learn on how to do that because sometimes if it's like I'm so forgetful that I have to hurry up and be like before I forget, and now I have to stop myself. Like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Question. Yeah. <laughs> now that we got the edit feature, or are you free? Oh, are you that's right. Yeah, now that we know? got the edit feature, if I don't start off by saying good morning, how are you? I'm editing the text and saying good morning, how <laughs> yeah. are you? Yeah, I have to get things out in real time or otherwise I'm going to forget yeah. a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll skip the good morning. But in addition to checking people on that, I check myself too. Yeah. yeah. I think I have um like, and I think part of it is this newer job. I'm grateful that I can have like somewhat of slower mornings because my Mondays and Tuesdays are like, I have meetings at like nine and 10, but my shift is really like 12 to seven. But it's, I promised God and myself because I've done this before but I was like God this time I promise I'm not gonna fall off every morning like this sounds corny as fuck like I'm every morning uh, you got to get on your zoom no <laughs> you got to get on your zoom no. <laughs> what the hell? like literally waking up is like the best part of my day and that sounds corny <laughs> as fuck but it's nice that like whatever la yesterday's problems were whatever you went to sleep thinking about even if I have a bad dream I wake up and pray about it but mm -hmm. um you just you you get to wake up with like this refreshing feeling. And the only reason is, is because I pour into God first. Mm -hmm. And then that allows me to pour into myself. Cause I last messages in church last Sunday and this Sunday has been like, if you build God's house, he'll build yours. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So like every morning, and I notice if I do not follow these steps, my life is in fucking shambles, which is mm-hmm. a little bit in shambles right now, but that's because the devil is a lie. He don't like that I'm on my P's and Q's. Um, <laughs> I have to wake up and every morning I thank, the, I thank God for waking me up. Um, I Before I even go through my messages, before I scroll through the internet, I open my phone and immediately go to the Bible app. And I read the verse of the day. I read my daily devotional. I signed up for like a 365 because I was finding different things for my stages in life. And I was like, I just want something consistent because I know God's going to give me my message regardless. Um, And then after that, like I do my little routine for my little boys, my little my little fur babies. (laughs) And then I have to listen to gospel before I listen to anything else during the day. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the hell? That That sound like somebody got murdered. (laughs) Um. But like before I hear someone else speak, if it's not myself, I can't listen to any type of other genre or anything. I mm-hmm. have to listen to gospel, like even if it's one song, I just need something to get me like, get me going. But it's that right now is my version of pouring into myself yeah. and then obviously making time for like self-care things and stuff like that. But I agree with your point. Like if if you don't start your mornings that way and a lot of times it happens to me is if I get distracted, like if. Even on vacation, I was proud of myself. When I was in Nashville, I woke up and read my devotional. I was like, everybody be quiet. I'm busy. (laughs) So now I have to do it again in June because I always make the mistake of falling off. If I'm in a relationship or if I'm around my friends on a vacation or if I like stay with them Mm -hmm. or somebody calls me before I can get to my devotional and then I'll be like, oh, that's why you feel off today. So I'm trying to remember to do it. Yeah. Even if I was blasted drunk in vegas i need to wake up regardless like y'all get in the shower first i gotta talk to god (laughs) like i need to be on my oh and i also keep my phone on do not disturb from 10 p.m to 10 a.m every day because that's when my work hours are typically there Mm -hmm. and then when i get off of work i have like my boss's chat like my head boss if she messages me it's on do not disturb and then i look at it the next day not like my my fun boss but the the top top notch shorty i'm like bye because she likes to mess with people at 9 p.m. Get somebody else to do it for something that's going to be handled tomorrow morning. And I'm like, maybe she's texting it to get her off her shoulders, but catch me tomorrow. Yeah. Kind of off topic, but it's so interesting. Like just listening to y'all speak, just realizing like whatever your belief system is, if it's Jesus that you pray to or whoever, I don't know. Like, not being rooted and grounded in something like even just listening to you speaking i was thinking about you know like the years when we first started recording and just hearing like the difference and it's like just the peace that you have through whatever's going on any kind of conflict because you're grounded in something other than yourself like something is guiding you other than yourself and i'm just like I love it here. Everybody should come mm-hmm. here. Like, yeah. for me, it's Jesus. But like, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm just like, people don't get... And you can tell when people don't have yeah. like inner peace mm-hmm. or when they're just like, their their struggles are just beating them down. Like you can mm-hmm. literally see it. You can feel it. And it's it's just very interesting to me. Yeah. You can see it and you feel it. And then you still, you still choose a dibble dabble sometimes. <laughs> but I'm trying to rebuke that because I'm done. Same. If I don't see it on you, it's got to go. Same. <laughs> got to go. <laughs> I definitely noticed that I... No, wait. Y'all. What? Just oh, wow. Okay, he's back. <gasps> I was about to say, I realized that I don't relate to people um, as much that don't have like similar like 
core values mm-hmm. and stuff. Not saying that people can't be different or, mm-hmm. you know, think differently or be differently, but it's it's hard for me to relate to people that don't have like those like common sense values, like just normal shit, like how to treat other people or like we've learned since we were kids, treat people how you want to be treated. Like just little simple stuff like that. Like I can't relate to people. Yeah. Like that. Like it really blows my mind. The same. It's so funny. That's really funny. And I think social media did a number on people. Honestly, like... I know. I think I said this. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. Um, I saw this tweet the other day, and it says... It's like a little mini thread. It says, if you want to maintain healthy relationships in your life, you have to learn how to reconcile the right way. When you mistreat or mishandle someone that you love and care about, apologize to them and address the issue. Waiting for time to pass, hoping it will get better is not an apology. Mm -hmm. Calling them and pretending like nothing ever happened is not an apology. Mm -hmm. Being nice to them in hopes that they'll forget about the mistreatment is not an apology. Until you open your mouth and address the issue, the problem will still exist. Reconciliation takes honesty and transparency for it to be successful. You cannot reconcile with someone who's not willing to be honest about how they mishandled you. Mm-mm. Stay away from people A that cannot apologize. Word. A freaking word. Because <laughs> Excuse me, like, how am I supposed to be cool with you the next day if you just call me like everything is all right? That is no, giving, baby. like, creepy. Like... That is psycho behavior. Yeah, because that means you don't give a fuck about me or my feelings. <sighs> it's giving abuse. Which brings me to, like, you know, I'm gonna go left a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to make this all about the men's, but I'm just saying <laughs> y'all a little crazy to me because it really doesn't make sense how y'all just be so stuck in y'all's ways and y'all mishandle these amazing women and mistreat these amazing women. And then as soon as a bitch ready to get her lick back, y'all want to <sighs> boohoo cry. Like, <laughs> as soon as a bitch is ready to get her lick back. And, and, and honestly, did it stop? No, I think it stopped. Oh. And honestly, getting your lick back could look like I'm walking away. I'm done with you. It ain't even got to be a girl doing some foul shit to get back and like sleeping with your homie or something. It ain't even got to be nothing like that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever that looks like, y'all be ready to fucking cry. Like, I don't get it. I really wish like, I be having honest conversations with my best friend, my male best friend. We do have honest conversations. But I really want to get in, like, if I could get inside the head and the brain and the thought process of people, but since we're talking about men of men. <laughs> um, because like you said, like, it's a, like think about all the things that we struggle with as women, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't even, I don't even think my mind even begins to imagine all of the things that men struggle with. But because women have spaces with one another where they can be vulnerable and be open and try to kind of have these conversations that we have. And I don't know if men have those same spaces, but I really just be like, and it, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, is it because like you have a lot of men who didn't have present fathers and they were raised by women or like results of like whatever they seen growing? I just, I really wish I could just get like, find a chair planted in the brain for like a week to get some kind of understanding because I really don't understand men 
I don't either. And I don't think they understand women. <laughs> but, I mean, here it's we are. It's some type of disconnect. Yeah. And I do want to recognize, like, the men and women that I do see trying to understand one another, really working towards that is such a beautiful thing. Absolutely. But there is still a lot of lost souls out there. And it's it's just really ridiculous. And I've been listening to the, you know, the Summer Walker album more. And it really got me in a chokehold at this point. And the second song on her album... She talks about how, like, at the end, she's just saying how, like, she hate how, like, black women and her, you know, her family and friends and people like that is just struggling. But then women from, like, other races get to kick their feet up, lay back, they men taking care of this, taking care of that. They have no worries in the world. But my people, like, why are we struggling? Like, when are we going to get the things that we deserve? I know. And and I I really, it had me thinking. That's the damn question. Because if I look at my entire family line, <laughs> like, I don't know if a lot of people have, like, like, there's, I can count on my hand, like, how many people are, like, married and actually happy mm-hmm. and, like, have a good person, good partner, and the rest of them don't or never got the chance or they're just relying on their kids to fill that spot. Like, mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot in my family that are married, and they're still like, I fucking hate him. And I'm like, why are you married then? That's weird. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna... <laughs> you're not gonna catch... Like, I rebuke all of that for my marriage. Like, I do not want to be in my marriage and brag on the fact that we don't sleep together. We sleep in different rooms. Um, we don't like each other. He's emotionally mm-hmm. available. He's an asshole. He doesn't take care of my kid. Like, why yeah. are we Why are we still married then? <sighs> Because if he's not providing anything for you and the, and the babies, leave it. Uh, not my business, though. That's my personal business. Um, but yeah, I, I've wondered that question for a while, especially when I look at my family. I'm like, huh, that's really weird. Hmm. Yeah. It's just interesting when you really sit down and you think about like just the things that are generationally taught. Yeah. Like white women are taught like. Go to college to find a husband. Yeah. You know Dude, I mean? yes. Like, it's always my college sweetheart. Oh, really? Yeah, like, go to college to get a husband. You're supposed to, like, we just, uh, we're not talking. Marry for money. I mean, yes. It's a business deal. Yeah, when they talk about systemic racism, like, it's a real thing. Like, from slavery to yeah. now, women, black women, were forced to do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I said, when you really break that down and you think about that, it does wonders. Like, you just be like, wow. Well, even the college, to speak to the college yeah. point, like, clearly college is not set up for, for black, black people, people to be yeah. successful. It took me fucking seven years because I couldn't even get a fucking loan, but Ashley next to me could. Yeah. Mm. And I couldn't get the same credentials, same everything, couldn't get that loan. And I had to pay for it out of pocket. And how the fuck am I going to meet a husband? Because <laughs> mommy and dad didn't pay for my school for the four years. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Like, I want to be able to do that for my kids one day, but like, I want to set up, set that up differently from where my family has brought up. Like, me and my mom are the first in our family to, um, like, kind of break some of the things in our family that just mm-hmm. haven't happened. And I want to continue to do that. But it's it, the world is just not set up for us to be successful. Like, Mm-mm. it just never is. And I'm like, like you said, the question is, is it going to ever fucking stop or are we just going to live here and enjoy? I agree. 
So um, my last question for the topic, I kind of went backwards. There was a few things I wanted to um, address before, but I'll do it at the end of the show. But um, what are some things that you would like to forgive yourself for? God, that's a list. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me a couple. Hmm. Um. Mm. Dang, like, there's a lot of things, honestly. Um, one of the things I think I want to forgive myself for is not betting on myself. And I've said this, like, I have a really horrible relationship with complacency. Um, yeah, I just will talk myself out of something very quickly. Um, and I, I look back on like some of the things that I wanted to do and some of the things that I wanted to accomplish and for whatever reason, not that I wasn't capable or didn't have the resources or the opportunities. I just didn't do it because things aren't terrible. You know what I mean? So I want to forgive myself for just not betting on myself. And Mm -hmm, that's a good one. Hopefully, you know, um, as I approach, you know, like 30 was, I was thinking about this on the way here. Like we really started recording. I think I was either 28 or 29. We were right behind each other. And I'm thinking like, wow, like here I am approaching 35 and I can see how like my life has changed. um, But I can also see the ways in which it has not. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when 35 comes, like I, I want this part of my life to just really be about hitting the goals that I set for myself and mm-hmm. to really like bet on myself. Mm-hmm. When you say that, it makes me think about how like around my birthday, it becomes really depressing the older I get because I think about, damn, I'm about to be a new age. What have I done? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like, then, you know, I still have to go back and remind myself like of the small things that I've done, but I'm like, damn, like a lot hasn't really changed from last year to this year and there's a long list of things that I want to do that I have not accomplished and I get so fucking depressed about it I hate it Mm -hmm. so I kind of want to add that one to mine Mm -hmm. but also I want to say I want to forgive myself for not loving myself enough or sooner like I'm finally getting to a place where you know like I feel I love myself more I can sit and be like, you are beautiful. And I can just, you know, fill my head with all these wonderful things where before I'm just like, I'm ugly. I don't like this about me. I don't like that about me, blah, blah, blah. And I don't have those insecurities as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I still have my moments, but I do want to forgive myself for not loving myself enough because there's a lot of things that I could have saved myself from, a lot of heartache, a lot of hurt, if I would have loved myself more. Mm-hmm. That's real. My turn. <laughs> um... Mine kind of ties in with y'all's, but forgiving myself for the way that I've spoken about myself and to myself um, in the negative ways and so much to the point where I used to believe a lot of it. Um, I guess, God, I don't know. There's there's a lot. I guess (laughs) forgiving myself for almost not forgiving myself and and allowing my past to define me. Um, And I mean in the ways of like allowing people to one up me so often that I allowed it to define that that's just who I was. 
Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the woman that just it is what it is. People just seem to come in and take advantage. It's it's I guess that's who I'll be. Um, so I guess I'll forgive me myself for playing with like my own potential, like mm-hmm. not recognizing who I was or what I was, and I'm still learning, um, and probably always will continue to learn. But I think those are the big ones. Just okay. you know, looking at adult me because I can't tap into little me. <laughs> Just looking back at even my early 20s and being sad and just being like, damn, girl, like you, you really let people take you up top more than once, like, yeah. a, like a clean, mm. like five times. I forgive myself for forgiving people too many times. Yeah. Shit. Man. Fuck that. Like that, that makes me sad for me. And I look at my sister who's in that age range and I'm like, please do not let people take advantage of you like that. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, I don't mean sexually, but. Well, <laughs> I just meant like this one time, like I just didn't want it to happen. And then it happened. And I was like, was that rape? I don't know. I still don't know to this day. Anyway, yo, that's dude. I still don't know to this day because I was like, that's a real conversation. Yeah, because I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I, like I would have wanted that sexual encounter, but not right there. Not right then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so was it rape because I wanted it eventually? Or was it or was it not rape because I would have wanted it eventually? Or was it because I didn't? get asked and it just happened and i was like here we are (laughs) so i just i look at that age and i was just a little baby girl no i wasn't sorry ew i just meant (laughs) nothing i was 20s that sounded really inappropriate (laughs) i just wish for me and my sister like looking at my sister's age and being like i hope that since you saw me so much older than you that what you see me as today allows you to step into better. Yeah. And follow me follow me now so you're eight years ahead of the game versus yeah. not. But yeah, I still don't know if I got a couple of a couple other things I want to forgive myself for. I think mm-hmm. I just had like a revelation about it. <laughs> um I think it was when um Tabitha Brown was on No For Sure and she said that sometimes people could be Bad people, and then you have some people who are good people in a bad season, right? Oh, I saw that. And so that for some reason that just like was just ringing in my head as you was talking. And I think I I I feel like I'm finally in a place now where I can forgive myself for being a good person in a bad season mm-hmm. when I've done things that no one would know that I've done, or I've harmed someone intentionally or unintentionally, or what started off as unintentionally, then turned intentional or whatever the case may be. So I think I'm at a place now where I can fully forgive myself for being harmful to other Mm -hmm. people. Um, And then the other thing that I just kind of got revelation about, and I think I've talked about it on the show before, and I know for a very long time, I didn't want to talk about it on the show, but when I was um, 21, I got an abortion. And mm. part of the reason why I don't drink to get drunk now is because that sent me in a spiral where like, I literally like was just drinking to like deal yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, for the longest, I just was like, how could you do that? Like, you know, it's a sin. God's not going to bless you with a child because you decided to kill this one mm-hmm. and just all of that. And I literally like, when I say I was depressed, like it was bad. That's literally why I do not drink now. Um, and I think I'm finally really now at 35 years old in a place where I say that I can forgive myself for that decision. And I mm-hmm. think that God has forgiven me 
um, as well. And it doesn't make me as emotional as it once was. Like I didn't want to talk about it on the show because I just knew I was going to break out into tears. Yeah. Um, but that was a really rough time um, in my early 20s. Like you said, a lot of life yeah. <laughs> just happening. So yeah. I forgive myself for that too. Good shit. Mm. So, yeah. I'm getting there because I don't forgive myself for a lot of things that I allowed. But I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. That's good. The, the good thing about getting older, so this may help you with your birthdays, is that is a sign that you are one step closer now. You know what I mean? Like you, you that's a sign that you move forward from the past one year closer yeah because for you guys that don't know Darielle and I are a month apart so (laughs) send us wishes um but I'm I guess not excited well I'm excited for my birthday because last year was fucking hell but I'm excited because it's like at least I know I'm one step closer to the goals that I want in my future yeah you know what I mean my future is getting closer so I those goals might not happen for another five to ten years but I'm like oh thank god one more year to getting close to what I, you know, where I feel like my life not necessarily is complete, but I'll feel cozy and good. And so, yeah. And and not even only that, when you were talking about your birthday, Dario, it got me, I was thinking like the tangible things, like I know, you know, I've hit birthdays and I'm like, well, damn, I I still don't have this and I still don't have that. And I don't even know if I want it and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But like, I think that we really have to applaud ourselves for the internal work like, I'm telling you, if anybody, any of our longtime listeners, like, if you went back, and I refuse to go back and listen to the first <laughs> yeah. one. So I've cringe. I never <laughs> listened to it. And I think if you were to go back to our very first episodes when we started recording in 2017 to now, the internal work is so grand. Um, oh and it deserves an applause because, like... There's moments when we recorded, I'm like, oh, like, I see it. You know what I mean? And, like, you talk about my dad. Like, that's a... Even that. Like, even that. Like, that was an episode where we talked about our dads. And she mm-hmm. said it a couple of weeks ago, like, to see the relationship that you guys have now. And I'm just like, you know, thank God that forgiveness is a thing. Mm-hmm. And and when it's true forgiveness, like, me and my dad have no issues. Like, I fully accept you Amen. as you are. Like, and I Amen. hope God continues to do the work on you for you to, you know, come for all of your desires to come to fruition. But forgiveness is a real thing, and I thank God for it. So I think that you should applaud yourself. I say all that to say I think that you should applaud yourself on the internal work that has happened over the last few years. Um, and we might not have everything, all of the tangible things that we want, but... yeah. We'll Remember, I used to be a that's just how I am person. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> growth, honey, growth. <laughs> and niggas ain't shit. <laughs> they want to say. <laughs> oh. With Guys. you saying that, Brandy, it makes me think like, <laughs> I only, I think the only thing that shifted from when I started recording with you guys is like, you didn't used to be as open. You used to be really nervous about saying certain stuff on the really? show. You did. You refused to talk about sex. Really? Yeah. You were Was definitely I not as somebody open. At the time? I don't even think you were. Because hmm. I was, was going to say, I think that the only change is over time is like I feel like I was able to be more open because I didn't have somebody sitting on the other side of the mic and into the mic ready to judge me or tear me apart for what I said on it because mm-hmm. um, I'm sitting here thinking like me realizing I had no change 
but that's not true. It's I can therapy. I can yeah. You like, therapy. You started therapy. You, started. you bought a house. You're an even bigger bright ball yeah. of light than you were. Oh my God, what the first. fuck? You have like, a great job. You hated your jobs. Shouty, fuck crazy new you income. <laughs> I just you meant got like a new car. Yeah, I did. That was I a, feel like I've even noticed your spiritual growth. So like, don't we can't take away from anything. Wow. I just meant because y'all had y'all like, which obviously you've been doing it longer, but y'all have like these big ones, which are great. And I'm sitting here like, I wonder what a shit like if I went back and listened, I think what I would hear is the mindset I was conforming to based on who I was with Mm -hmm. at the time. Like I was almost scared sometimes to give my true opinion. Like I said, I wouldn't speak up on certain things as I was like. I really don't fucking like this nigga and I want to agree with him. But like, if I say that, I'm going to come home and get like pistol whipped. I'm playing not like that. But I'm like, I just don't want to hear the argument when I get home because I agree when Darielle said niggas wasn't shit because I was in that season. (laughs) Because I was dating an abuser. Oops. Like, so I think if I went back and listened, that's what the difference would be is like, I felt almost trapped in my words or brain because I was scared to say things or, or hear the negativity from it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, them. <laughs> now I'm like you either love me as I, I am or watch me as I go. Everybody, don't cuss me out about take control podcast. I just got some. I, I just got a, a comment recently. Like that's very distasteful, and I'm like, that's not how I meant it. But okay, listen. Like what? You ain't gotta listen. That's how I feel. But about okay, it. you ain't. Thank I you. I literally yeah. got cussed out by. A few, uh, not a few, because I don't have a few, but two exes. <laughs> Calling me an ex is crazy, by the way. Because I've never been in a relationship. Let's <laughs> Thank you. start there. <laughs> Let's start there. Literally, I didn't have, li- listen. It just makes me wonder, like, maybe this is why I'm it's single. It's your truth. Because maybe they're listening, like, nah. right now, and they're probably like, ooh, that's not who I thought she was. And I'm like, well, I guess you ain't my husband, then, because my husband gonna like it over here. Yeah, I used to be nervous about people listening, but it, sh- it is what it is. And like Brandy just said, like it's my truth. It's my truth. Yeah. This is my truth, and this is what I lived and how I felt and what I went through. I'm allowed to talk. If you fucking care that much, start a podcast. How about you come on the show and we can talk about we it? Can talk right, about right, right. It. I literally had people listen to the podcast, assume something that I've said was about them, and had absolutely nothing to do with them. They, you have never even crossed my okay. train of thought. Okay, now it's that's wild, crazy. But I say all that to say. Everybody got a podcast now, so please start one. Yeah, get bro. it out. Please start please. one. Please. <sighs> um, that wraps up the topic, but I did want to address this because I meant to do this in the beginning. That um, I don't know for some reason I feel like we talked about it, but we talked about it over the phone, not on the show. So I want to say rest in peace to Jackie O. Yes, that yeah. whole situation is so sad. Man. It is so 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 sad. Um, did y'all want to say anything? Um, before I move on, no, I, I just pray that God looks after her babies and mm-hmm. allows um, DC to continue to do what he's doing to provide for those children and himself, and that it's going to be a long road ahead of them. But mm-hmm. he seems to have, you know, a prayer life and a relationship, so. You know, that's strength when you can't find the strength and the peace when you can't find the peace. So, yeah, it's just really tragic. My heart just really hurts for her children. Yeah. And her friend group. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It makes me sad because, like, just the world we live in every day is just so short. And now we're even seeing, like, the younger generation passing just as much as the older generation. Yeah. And I always pray to God, like, please let my kids, like, don't let me have to bury my kids. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't. I can't take it. I can't handle it. And I don't want to be taken away from my children while they're so young. Like, yeah. I want us to live a full life and, you know, just go peacefully when it's our time. Like, I can't imagine. Because our kids are so young. Like, they're so young. And I just can't imagine how they feel, how DC feels as a father. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because a mother's love is a mother's love. And, and it's so hard to... It's not like it. Yeah. yeah. And now you have to try to be both. Like, that just... Yeah. That's that, that really That shit hard. hurts my heart for him. And it's true, Daria. Like you said, a mother's love is a mother's love. Because, like, that's who I run to. And I was closer to my dad growing up. But to this day, when I'm, like, distraught and torn up, I literally physically have ran to my mom's house mm-hmm. and be like, Mom, like, I need you. But, yeah, that's kind of the same thing y'all said. I just... That shit hurt my heart just because she has children. And like you said, Daryl, they're so young. And mm-hmm. kind of same thing I felt when um, Twitch passed is like, I just thought about his kids. Like, I can't imagine having to wrap your head around that. Yeah. And even being yeah. young and like, so my friend Man Man that passed, rest in peace, his anniversary is actually coming up, five year anniversary, uh, June 20th. But his daughter was like two. And his nephew was four and his nephew couldn't understand why he wasn't getting up. But his daughter kind of was like, oh, yeah, daddy's gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's fucked up. Like when your kids are involved, it really is. Yeah. So I just I feel for them. And prayers up to them. (sighs) So sad. The world is exhausting. Um, I came across this post and. It says, from monogamy to polygamy, I am an asexual poly marriage. I'm in an asexual poly marriage with my husband of seven years. And I just want to know if this is something. <laughs> Wait, doesn't asexual mean you don't? She Okay, basically she does not have sex. Or she can go an extended time without sex. This That's is what a, asexual means? I guess. Okay. I, can somebody look up the definition yeah. while I read the quote? I got you. This quote, she said, looking back, I just thought sex wasn't my thing. It was never enjoyable for me, and I'd go years without even noticing. So they started off mon- as a monogamous relationship, but after she got deeper into understanding of her asexuality, they decided to pursue polygamy. Okay, so asexuality is a lack of sexual attraction to others or low or abstinent interest in or desire in sexual activity. I might be asexual. I was going to (laughs) say, I was like... And and, and I think that, I don't think it means that you just don't ever have it, but you can go up here without having... And I'm like that. There's times where, like, and I I love my partner. We can kick it, we can cuddle, we can... But I don't want to have sex. Okay, see, mine's a little different, like... I feel like when I'm with my partner, my drive is high. But when I tell you I'm a single person and like I could be, I would be fine. I think about this. Like God and I talk mm-hmm. about this often. I'm like, God, you know, it's crazy. Like I'd be all right if I never did again. I would okay, too. So, but I think I'm along the lines of Kim. Cause I'll be honest on the show. I don't, I don't care. Me and my ex broke up in August and of 2022. It is now June. I've had sex twice. See, but it, y'all, so when y'all in a relationship, y'all want to have sex every day. 
Really? Um, no, when I'm in a relationship, no, I don't want to have mm. sex every day because there's times where I'm thinking about sex or something sexual, but mm-hmm. I don't want to actually do it. Okay. Now, I do think when I'm in a relationship and I'm really attracted to my partner, you want to do it more. I do want to yes. have sex more. I I actually really enjoy sex. We talk about this all the time. Like I enjoy it. I'm all into sexual exploration <laughs> to a point, but like. With my partner. I want monogamy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if I'm not having it, I'm not tripping. I don't know how to answer okay, that. Okay, that's what I mean. Like, I do. Like, when I'm in a relationship and I'm just, like, head over heels, like, yes, I'm always attracted to you. I'm always in the mood. But there are times where it's just, like, I'm cool with us just being intimate in other ways. Like, we don't have to have sex every day. Or I can go a couple days without doing it. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have both. Like, I, I crave the like cuddling intimacy and like my, my partner's the only person I want to touch. Like I hate when people touch me, mm-hmm. but if it's like my man, I'm like, like Daryl always makes the joke about living in your skin. That's me. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know how to answer that. Cause I feel like if my partner like initiated it every day, I probably would do it every day, mm-hmm. but I, I probably wouldn't initiate every day. But if they were like, Hey, I'd be like, all right, let's do it again. Like we, you know, do that, we can do that. Like, come on. Cause I'm not on a birth control, so I bleed every month. So I be trying to get it when I can. <laughs> um, but yeah, like outside of a relationship, like literally you talked to God about this without. a couple days mm-hmm. ago. I was like, God, I I literally one of two things. I could meet somebody right now that goes, I don't want sex till marriage. And I'm like, sweet, same. Yeah. Or same. Yes. Or it could be like, God, if I'm gonna well, be if, if I'm gonna be the auntie <laughs> or whoever the rest of my life, I'll be fine without it. Yeah. I'd be all right without it. I feel like I I genuinely that's why I could never do casual sex. I genuinely need to be like a hundred percent attracted beyond just like, damn, he fine. Like you need to be providing for me in a relationally way that I'm like busted open every day. If you initiate, I definitely have to have a deep connection with someone. I realized that. And that's why I was going to say, it's so much to talk about when you made that statement about, was it or was it not? Because Mm. the two times, and I think as I'm, I'm getting older. I'm more aware of my body and myself and what I want and all of that. So, like, the two times was with the same person. And it wasn't that it was bad because it wasn't bad. But when I tell you my mind was not there, mm-hmm. like, either time, my mind was not there. And I'm, I'm like, I had to, like, tell him, like... <laughs> The hand gestures. Bruh. It was just like, because like I just, I don't, I kind of ghosted him, which was not the right thing to do, but like, I just wasn't really interested. And so like when he would hit me up and he would say something, it was like, uh, I can't really respond because I don't feel the same way. Yeah. And so I had to be honest, like, I, you don't know what it was. I don't feel the same way, but it's because like, there was no opportunity for us to like, really like build a connection and i'm at a point in my life now where like if i'm not connected to you mentally my body's not gonna respond to you okay yes and i'm i agree with that because i've noticed that sometimes i might like talk like it's been times where like maybe i'll talk to somebody here and there they cool i think i might like them i don't know but it ha- it wasn't that deep to where like then maybe we did sleep together yeah. but then now i don't even look i don't like you at all like i don't want to talk to you i don't want to see you i don't want to kick it with you nothing like I have to have a deep connection with connection. somebody. Yeah. Like, cause I'm gonna be honest. God, God wants me to always tell the truth. Like, I even consider I'm like, girl, you single? Go have a whole face. Like, just have another whole face. And I was like, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna be no fun because yeah, like, it's just yeah. not worth it. Yeah, Lulu's not, not gonna respond like she's supposed to. So <laughs> like, never mind, like, Lulu. <laughs> 
Not I had to make sure I heard the word slip in there while you was talking. Okay, period. Um, but yeah, I I could I okay. can't get down with it. Wait, so can we? <laughs> this whole conversation will last since we're here. Since well, we're here, welcome to it. Let's talk about when your thing is not responding. So, is there a moment where like <laughs> your thing is not responding? I don't know what to call it. It's the vagina. You could want to do it, right? Mm. But maybe your body is not like giving that. Yeah. What does that mean? Is your but here's the other question to that. Mm-hmm. Is your is your partner fulfilling in the ways they typically do to get you there? If that makes sense. Okay. No, that's not, I don't want to say this. I'm trying not to say too much, but okay. Um, because I feel like for me, that's the only time it has an answer. It's fine. Go ahead. It's fine. Um, I think it could be a combination of things. I think, I think your body could just be off. Like I know times where like my sexual peak is like crazy. And it's typically like, right before my cycle mm-hmm. so I, I'm not going to have sex on my cycle but that's usually when I'm at my horniest like, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. like maybe like a day or two after mm-hmm. so like I think it could like be your body's reaction to like when you're when you're menstruating or you're PMSing and different things like that um, then I also think it could be like in your mind sex sounds good because there's times where I'm like dang I really want to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> And my body's not there, but I think it's made me thinking of R. Kelly song, and I hate him. And I think your body <laughs> could be probably telling you something that you don't. Your brain hasn't caught up to. Yeah. And then I think there is an issue where like your partner isn't doing the things that they would typically do mm-hmm. to get you where you need to be. I've experienced that too, where like you kind when you're in a relationship, you kind of go through like sexual peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's lit all the time and then other times it's just kind of like basic. Yeah. Um and I think that my body responds differently. Okay. Thank you. That, okay. that that's what I was trying to get to okay. without saying too much. Like I didn't want to explain anything or, you know, but I just want to know because I just need to know. <laughs> but then I'll be thinking, I'll be thinking like for a man, for a man, like you have to know, especially if it's somebody that you've been sexually active with for a period of time, right? Like you have to know that my body's not responding to you how it normally does. Mm. And like, like I said, those two times where like my body was here, but my mind was not even in Columbus, Ohio. Like I, I'm like, nigga, you can't tell yeah, they probably can. They just so damn. But you don't care. Like yeah. you don't care. You they just, don't. You just want the nut. Which I mean, okay, cool, whatever. But like the nastiest term I've ever heard, and I was in middle school, and I was a sweet baby virgin, and this guy was like, "You know, I'm just trying to get my dick wet," and I was like, "What?" Ew, I didn't even wow. understand what that meant, and it blew my mind as like a 14 year old girl, and I was like, "This is just not." A world I need to know about, but that's what they think apparently from fourteen and on. We gonna ask Dewey when he come on the show because I really want to know. I mean, like that's cool. You want to get it wet, but like <laughs> it could be wetter. Like I don't understand. I also want to know, like, how do you determine who gets it popping? Like, you know, because sometimes like I might want to do it, but it's just like I just, you know, I you want you initiate. to initiate. I don't really initiate it all like that. I'm not the best initiator. I've gotten better. 
With my ex, I used to be like, you giving up sex tonight or what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> how like you want me? Because I'm a jokester, my initiation is jokes. Like, sometimes I'll be like, so you trying to get in this or not? Like, <laughs> like it's it's jokes. <laughs> or, yeah, or it's like, like I've all purposely like bend over in front of the person. I'm like, that with it? Like. <laughs> so you know the more videos on like tiktok or instagram with the shorty be just she just be scooting close scooting her butt <laughs> that's my initiation or sometimes i dead ass will be like oh you already know what's going down when we get home so don't even worry about it i think in my next relationship i'm gonna try to be the person that initiates sex the way men want sex initiated mm-hmm. i just feel like i'm gonna be and that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna just I'm gonna, i'll be like that in the beginning but i'll be leaving it i'm gonna leave it at that because i'm me, not one to just be like let me ask y'all why y'all don't initiate <laughs> why i don't initiate i'm i'm gonna be real i'm scared that i'm gonna get rejected that's what i'm gonna say i think it's rejection um, for me i think for me like i'm i'm nervous i'm like a really mm-hmm. shy person <laughs> but once i'm comfortable i'm definitely okay with initiating or like you know just oh i got 30 minutes before work let me give you a little head a little quick you know do you say but, that though do you, say, do you say, say no that? i don't do say it. it i just do it oh okay but you i be think like- if i've ever gotten to a point where i don't initiate it anymore it's just because like maybe something happened in a relationship and i don't feel comfortable or maybe we got to a point where i did feel rejected and now i'm, I'm too scared to try okay yeah yeah mine is just pure rejection and i'm scared like i don't if I'm trying to think about the times I've initiated, if I've gotten rejected, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't think so. But I'm scared that like, it's going to be like, I just I don't want to be like, oh my God, you think I'm ugly and stupid and, <laughs> and you it's hate so funny because that's you all wanna... in your brain because when is a nigga ever rejected? Like, I've never been rejected either and I'm just trying to think like. I've never yeah. been with somebody that wasn't in the mood. Because I know I've seen plenty of men say like when they don't want to do it is when they're going through shit, they don't want to have sex. But I feel like I would read that and never initiate. I initiate when I know like. Mm-hmm. Buddy trying to get down. But if they're like feeling some type of way, I would I would never be like, yeah. I know you're like depressed, but like you trying to fuck. Like, no, see, my thing is, is like, I know when I'm when I'm tired and I'm sleep, don't I don't want to be bothered. Right. So like the times I've been in a relationship and me and my ex would be watching a movie. If he falls asleep, I'm assume he tired, right? Mm-hmm. So leave him alone. But men be like, I always want sex. Like yeah. I always want to do it. And I'm just like, but you were sleeping so peacefully. I don't you was snoring. I don't know. Like I'ma work it out of my next relationship. I don't know. Yeah. We need a man. To- my next nigga gonna get the best version of me. I'm telling y'all already. <laughs> Period. Right now. Period. Yeah, because next dude I'm with, that's that's gonna be my husband as I'm getting tired. My next relationship is my last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I hate when people say that. Ew, why did you say like my last one? What the hell? <laughs> oh Lord. That was all I had, ladies. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Please share, like, subscribe, comment. I thought you were going to say call me, but y'all can call too. Shoot, we can do we can do that. <laughs> call us and we'll put you on the show. Yeah. Little um, hotline. I just want to end the show with saying forgive yourself like you be forgiving these niggas. Period. Okay? You what deserve some grace. Okay? And, yeah. And I mean, if you feeling like it, forgive your nigga too or don't because it's summertime, you know. <laughs> Um, all I have to say is happy birthday to Jenna. Dario, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Um, happy birthday to Kenya. 
And I think that's it for June. Happy birthday, y'all. Y'all the best. And shout out to my friend Sam. She got engaged over the weekend. Oh, this shit is so cute. We love love. It's Congrats. my man, my man, my man for her. I know that's right. Invite, take control of your wedding. And we he love loves wedding. her. So shout All out good. to her. I can't wait Period. To I just want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, love you back. Bye. <laughs>